0: Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show. This is for, well, we already mid-week, November 18th, 2020. We're getting ready uh, for the end of what has been 2020. But uh, we're going to end on a positive note here. We are welcoming the Titan FC COO, Mr. Lex McMahon, who will be making his pro mixed martial arts debut at the young age of 49. He's taking on Justin Thornton. This week on November 21st, it's going to be live on uh, the UFC Fight Pass uh, from Dominican Republic. It will be under the banner of Fighting Force. This and a whole lot more coming up next right here on the Roman Show.
1: Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready, you're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off the face. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Go. Vital. Go. Fly. Guidance. Surgeon. Go. Vital. Vital. We're go, flight GNC. We're go. Tell me, go to control. Go. We are go. Network. Go. Covering. Go. Capcom. We're go, flight. Launch control, Mrs. Houston. We are go for launch. The Roman Show
0: with your host Rodolfo thanks again everyone your host here Rodolfo Roman thanks for tuning in as I mentioned there earlier on we will be welcoming uh, Mr. Lex McMahon the COO of Titan FC he will be taking on Thornton Justin Thornton who is 37 years old and Lex will be making his pro debut at 49 years old we wish him uh, a lot of uh, positive vibes to Lex Uh, of course you'll hear in the interview it's a pretty lengthy one um, When you get inside the cage or a ring or whatever it may be, especially at that age, uh, you're putting everything pretty much on the line. So good vibes there towards Lex McMahon, prayers uh, that everything will come out all right. Hopefully he gets the victory, but most importantly is that he comes out uh, like if nothing happened. That's, That's the most important thing. Uh, Out of the fight that he comes out uninjured uh, and he's able to proceed because you know what the next day he has a Titan FC show that he has to uh, oversee uh, in Dominican Republic. So on Saturday he has the fight and then on Sunday he has to play the role of COO and then on December 18th here in Miami, Florida he has another fight card uh, at the Intercontinental Hotel in Miami. It's going to be quite interesting for him. Playing two roles at the same time, but wish him very luck. We'll hear from him in just a few. But I want to get some some sponsors here. Give him thanks. Rocket Book Fusion. It's a reusable notebook. It makes a great gift. And who has time now to go to the mall with a pandemic? Just head on over to Amazon.com and purchase yourself a Rocket Book Fusion. It's really cool. It's a reusable notebook, as I said. And the cool thing about it is, you write on it. You take a picture of it uh, on your phone and you are able to email it or save it and you don't have to save or throw away any paper because you keep using the thing. That's Rocket Book Fusion, really great product. Fusion CBD products, you hear me talk about it here all the time. I've been taking it since and I have to tell you that my recovery has been absolutely amazing. Visit them at FusionCBDProducts.com. They have some great stuff there available for your recovery if you're a man or a woman. Uh, In your 30s hell, even if you're young take some of this stuff because it will help you with your recovery and While you're at it get yourself a soul, right? That's P.S.O.R.I.T.E If you have any back problems or any issues like that or a massage This is the thing you need to get yourself. That is a soul, right? Visit them on the website P.S.O. Hyphen R.I.T.E.com and with the holidays coming I know some of you guys and women will be heading on some dates or introducing your your significant others to family. But you want to make sure you smell fresh. So get yourself a bottle of Ball Wash. That's BallWash.com. Get yourself a bottle right now and smell brand spanking new. But before you smell good, you have to trim. And the best tool out there right now is Manscaped. Head on over to Manscaped.com and purchase your Manscaped lawnmower and man get your jewels looking smooth and clean all right let's kick into gear here jtg the former wwe wrestler uh, wants shad gaspar to receive the wwe's warrior award listen this is not even a question shad lost his life not too long ago uh, and he gave it up for his son all right. He was in the ocean Unfortunately he couldn't make it out But he gave up his life for his son Now what better Of a person to receive An award as such That It pretty much recognizes Those men and women who And children Who have done something positive And Shad is just the The, the ultimate example of a father Just giving up his life So his son can live And proceed so quite interesting stuff that we're seeing uh, from JTG, J, uh, TG, the, the friend of Shad, who wants to see his buddy Shad uh, receive the WWE's Warrior Award uh, whenever we decide to go back and have an award since the Hall of Fame didn't even take place this year because of uh, the pandemic. But either way, way, way deserving. Shad deserves this. There's no doubt in my mind. This weekend is Survivor Series, and it could be potentially the last that we will see inside the ring from The Undertaker as we celebrate 30 years of um, his uh, giving us everything that he has. He fooled me once here in Orlando when he competed, and we all thought that that was the end of his career, but that wasn't the case. But this is it. This is it. We're going to see the end of The Undertaker according to the latest reports. There are some other folks that will be involved, including... Well, we'll just see. I don't want to do any spoiler alerts here, but there has been some names that have been mentioned that will be taking part of the Survivor Series in honor of the anniversary of Undertaker. Thirty years, that's three decades, and we might as well be seeing the end of him, but not entirely. I, I do see that perhaps I wouldn't mind seeing the Undertaker be play some sort of like a commentator or, or, or someone to give some feedback because the guy is knowledgeable he's been in the game he's respected in the business and not only that uh, he'll be a great mentor to upcoming superstars i know that he's gone to the performance center gave some advice and everyone just basically uh just really shows their appreciation so much needed there from the undertaker i don't see that we will see the end of him i'm sure that he'll be involved in other things um so the undertaker will continue in my opinion But, hey, let's make the best of it. It'll make some great TV this Sunday, Survivor Series. Perhaps the end of The Undertaker. We never got to see Undertaker and Sting. But, hey, we got to see uh, Undertaker and other individuals that we wanted to see one-on-one. You could still scratch off Goldberg. I really didn't want to see that one. But, hey, whatever. It is what it is. We're getting The Undertaker one more time inside the ring Survivor Series this Sunday. Make sure that you don't miss that. And switching gears here to what's going on in the world of mixed martial arts. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. That is the main event for that pay-per-view in January. However, President Dana White of the UFC has stated that this will not be for a title because Khabib, the, the current lightweight champion, although retired, Has said Dana White has said that Habib still has one more fight in him before he continues. If you recall not too long ago, just a few weeks back, Habib retired after defeating Justin Gaethje. He said that because of his father's uh, death, he just doesn't want to pursue anymore. He had a conversation with his mother. He had an obligation to defend that title against Justin, but that's pretty much it he was done he couldn't go any more further without his father being in his corner but dana white says otherwise he does believe they'll have one more fight in habib before he puts that title to be vacant and we'll have to wait and see But one thing that is just around the corner that we don't have to wait and see and that is this weekend november 21st fighting force uh, live on ufc fight pass Lex McMahon, the Titan FC COO, will make his professional mixed martial arts debut. That is right. The man that you see on screen every Titan FC show with a suit will take that off and put on some fighting shorts and gloves and get inside the cage against Justin Thornton. uh, Lex is 49. Justin is 37. Uh, So quite the difference in age but that's not stopping Lex from competing. I had a great conversation with him about his upcoming fight, his training, um, how he compares this to the training he had when, when he was in the Marine Corps uh, and, and many other things. But you know, at, at the end of the day, Lex is doing it not just for himself, but most importantly for soldiers who suffer from PTSD. Uh, obviously, we, we hear veterans suffering from this Every day, I, I, I believe there's there's a statistic. There's like 21 soldiers, uh, the pass away. Um, that's how they got that 21 push up challenge to remind ourselves of these these soldiers, and unfortunately, uh, are battling with this mental disorder. Uh, but Lex is doing something good. He's donating all of his purse to the A Hero organization. And you can help out too. Head on over to theromanshow.com. There is a link on how to donate. But again, all of Lex's purse will be donated to the A-Hero organization as he gets ready to make his professional mixed martial arts debut, Fighting Force, November 21st. Quite amazing stuff. Good luck, Lex. Here it is, Lex McMahon, Titan FC COO, will be making his professional mixed martial arts debut this weekend. On on uh, the upcoming fighting force uh, event live on UFC Fight Pass. Now, well, thanks again for joining us here in the Roman Show, and um, you know, in these times where you turn on TV and it's, it's chaotic with COVID nineteen and elections and so forth, it's it's good to see something of fresh air and something that, that brings a, a good story and an inspiration, which we all need at this time. Um and the CEO of Titan FC, my boss, Mr. Lex McMahon, is a uh, is doing something that, you know, when I first heard the news, it, it surprised me, but I wasn't I wasn't shocked. Uh because if you follow him on his social medias, you can catch him training. But he announced that he was getting inside the cage, not to, to, to shake a fighter's hand or congratulate her to pu- put the belt on someone. No, it was to compete, to put the gloves on. And that's going to happen at the Dominic- in Dominican Republic November 21st. It's a heavyweight bout under the banner of Fighting Force. The event is Fighting Force 4. It airs on UFC Fight Pass. But Lex is not just doing it for his sake. No, he's doing it for a reason and that is... Uh, to pass the word uh, the battle against ptsd and you can donate right now he's donated out his purse to the a hero organization you can visit a slash forward slash fight for that's number four a hero so lex thanks so much for your time i i got a glimpse yesterday uh, on social media breaking lex it's already got over 48,000 views. I'm sure it's going to skyrocket uh, in any day, any minute now uh, to the <laughs> hundreds and the two hundreds. Everybody
1: loves to see an old man getting his ass whooped.
0: No, but you know what, Lex? And, and, and in all honesty, I think that what you're doing, uh, and I, I could somewhat relate to this. I had my first fight last year, uh, not in MMA, but in Muay Thai. And, um, yeah,
1: no, I remember that. Yeah, remember
0: that. yeah, and um, I'm, I'm 39. And I'm not going to say that you're you're old, Lex. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know it, it, your body changes all the freaking time every every year i think after like thirty thirty two, 32 i would say just these things just come in the way and and you feel more pain in places you never imagined yeah. so my I felt them
1: throughout the entire camp believe me i felt them <laughs> that's so, that's for sure
0: so tell me about it because every time you spar and i'm sure i saw from the glimpse of those videos you're going up against some savages. I mean, these guys are UFC fighters, UFC vets, uh, trainers that uh, have been in, in the fight game. And these guys are not part of my fresh pussy food. These guys are pushing you to the edge. And what I really like uh, about that video is the camaraderie. They're all applauding you. It's like you're throwing your last punch. You're, you're almost out for the count. And somewhere, somehow, you find that oomph. But how are you dealing with the recuperation? That's just my number one question to start
1: off. You know, man, like, it it definitely, especially the camp up in Alabama, it definitely took its toll on me. You know, we were training sometimes three times a day. And, you know, everything was hard, training with monsters, you know, and I did it by design. I named the fight camp Breaking Legs. Uh, because I knew I had to be broken down as both a, a fighter and, and, more importantly, as a person, um, so I could find my personal breaking points and then work up strategies to, you know, go past them. Um, in terms of, you know, the, the physical recovery, we did a lot to keep me functional, you know, everything from getting IVs and and drinking uh, a lot of water, more than I wanted to. You know, I had a team of people, and everybody was like yelling at me to drink water because uh, I just don't do it enough. <laughs> um, you know, recovery boots. But I think my favorite part was uh, Justin, our cameraman yeah. who you know well. Yeah, Justin, in between you know videoing, me, and he he shot that entire thing. Like he was with wow. us for three weeks wow. up there and uh, shot so much amazing footage. But um, my favorite part was when Justin was, we had frozen gator meat, and he was rubbing frozen gator meat all over my arms and my back <laughs> and my shoulders because we, we didn't have any ice. And uh, I would put the boots on, and someone would make me a smoothie, and I would sit there like, and you actually see it in the video. I like, saw I'm it. just like, yeah, and he's like, those packages of can looking ice, that's really frozen alligator. <laughs>
0: That, that And by the way, there's more episodes to come, right? This is just the, the first of many.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was episode one. Uh, and it was entitled The Crucible. Uh, we have episode two coming up, which actually occurred a couple weeks before Alabama occurred. It was when I went to Maine, and I took a bunch of veterans on a bear hunt in Maine, but I still had to train while that entire week I was there. So, you know, we we made... Uh, one of our camera guys went with me and, and um, was able to get some great footage of me training while I was up at this camp, this bear camp. And uh, some of the footage even includes me pulling a dead bear after I uh, you know, sent him to the great bear bone yard in the sky. But um yeah, no, I mean it's there's there's gonna be four episodes total that are gonna air on Fight Pass. Um, and they're across their various social media platforms and then You know the final episode will be in conjunction with my fight uh, and the titan fight that occurs and so it'll be on fight pass right afterwards and uh, i'm excited man because it's gonna you know we're we're trying to capture a lot of different things a lot of different elements and um you know but still keep it entertaining and you know the key for me is i wanted it to be really transparent really honest and not be puff pieces where it's like, oh, look at what a badass Lex is. The reality is, I'm 49 years old. How much of a badass am I really? Like, I guess for 49, I'm not bad, right? You know, but you know, let's be honest. So I <laughs> wanted it to. I wanted people to see, like, hey, what does it take to compete at this level? And what does it take to just even get in the cage? Let alone compete at the you know the really high levels. And um, I, I hopefully. You know these four videos that um, we're airing in, in partnership with Fight Pass are going to be uh, something that people enjoy because they're a different look than I think what they're used to seeing.
0: And were you part of the production team or the editing team of putting that together, or did you just get to see the final product as is? And and if so, what was your first reaction? Because you, you see yourself breaking down, you're you're bloodied up, and there's a point I think that you're you're pretty much on on, on your knees and on your hands just crying your, your, your life away. And it's an emotional breakdown, I would assume, but did, were you part of the that editing team?
1: You know, um, we set a lot of shots up that we wanted to make sure we got. Um, you know, I spoke with our team, Justin and Christian, who were doing an amazing job and telling the story. Um, you know, there was a lot of collaboration in making sure we were telling the story, but the guidance I gave them both was... I'm only going to be upset if you don't get the vulnerable moments. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be able to show that. And, and they did a great job of capturing it. They, you know, they understood what I was thinking about and, and they executed it and made it happen.
0: Yeah, they sure did. And, uh, and I have to tell you, if, if, you know, your your daughters must be proud of you, your wife must be proud of you. Because uh, just, just seeing that, that one scene is like, wow, this guy's... People don't understand that, going into, you know, it, it's, it's great to hear these people on social media thinking it's all great and dandy when you get in a, in a cage, but, you know, the fight itself, in my opinion, is the easy part. It's the build-up to get there, the training, all that stuff that you put into, all that the body, it breaks down. Mike Tyson, I think it was, that said, you know, I like the fight, but I hate the training part of it. It's the worst part of it all. Yeah. And
1: Yeah, you know, it's a double-edged sword. I love the training, and that, that's the part, like, I got into... I'm fighting because ultimately, I love training. You know? But once you make the decision to fight, the training becomes a necessary evil, and you've got to train in a way that maybe you haven't been training, you know, for kind of just pure enjoyment. There's a real reason for it now. And, um... Man, I'm telling you, like, I I limped out of uh, Alabama, man. (laughs) I had my tail between my legs, and uh, my body was broken and sore, and fortunately... I flew over to Abu Dhabi and I had to quarantine, and that gave me a chance to rest my body for a couple of days before I started training again with Walt Harris and Stefan Struve and, and their coaches.
0: So looking now at this coming up, the fight you, you got Justin. Uh, you know, when you look at his record, six and seventeen, anyone will be like, "Oh, that's nothing." But people need to consider that this is your first, this is your debut. This is the first time you've ever entered the cage professionally, and what really matters in fighting is repetition. And obviously this guy has a whole lot of repetition. He has- yeah, he's
1: got, I mean, <laughs> I looked at this and I said, you know, I talked about it with Roger Kroll, who's, who's my, uh, you know, one of my main coaches and obviously, the, you know, uh-huh. one of the tight matchmakers in conjunction mm-hmm. with me. And uh, I said, Raj, here's the only thing I'm going to tell you about my opponent. You've got to find him, and it's got to be credible, man. And so I would rather have somebody with more experience than I do. Than someone that would be an easy victory. I think that, you know, there, listen, there's not really any other 49 year old guys going out to make a debut in MMA, in MMA. It's just, it doesn't exist. It's not there. So if that's the case, um, you know, we just had to find somebody that when people saw it, they'd say, yeah, this guy's got a lot of experience. This isn't an easy fight for Lex, you know, and, and it's not, man. I, Man, the emotion I have thinking about, you know, having to step into that cage and, like, I feel good about the preparation I've done, but I also, you know, I've got feelings and emotions that I think every fighter encounters. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, all right, well, you know, what's going to happen if I lose? You know, I've got that in my mind. I've got, you know, so many other things in my mind you know and for me the big thing is i just don't want to be embarrassed i want to go out and, and fight hard and fight well and and whatever the results may be will be what they'll be but as long as i you know make my coaches proud my family proud my training partners proud and, and people get to understand what it is that i'm doing and why i'm doing it then you know it will be a win and you know don't get it twisted of course i'm i, I want to go knock this guy out am to do everything i can to make that happen but you know the real victory for me is is that people who invested in me and believe in me will see that i i, I took it all to heart and i, I worked hard and and that the payoff was there in terms of the performance uh and that you know my kids look up to me and say daddy did the hard things mm-hmm. you know to make the world a better place and, and then ultimately, that, that, you know, I raise a lot of money and awareness for, for A Hero and what we're doing with that amazing organization to stop that suicide.
0: Yeah, and that's at a website again, aherousa.org forward slash fight number four, A Hero. And, and next, actually, I think someone beat you to the point, Chaka, but, but this lady, she competed in amateur. She's 68 years old. She, she actually competed. Her first fight was an amateur MMA, uh, in the West Coast. But you're doing it professionally. It's a whole different ballgame. So, Take me back, Lex. Before you started training. You've seen some of the videos. Jay-Z, Kava Kanta, me and these guys. But prior to this, prior to training with the Jay-Zs, did you train in any martial arts or did you compete in any sports?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, 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 I wrestled some in high school. I did goju karate and a few other you know forms of martial arts. Krav Maga. Did you know I've been training kickboxing. Uh, in one form or another for a long time. Mm. Trained with Anthony Hardong, trained with Henry Hoof, trained Mm. with Dirty Bob Schreiber, You know, uh, I trained with tons of great coaches. Uh, And then, you know, I started training with Jay-Z. And honestly, the best coach that I've had has been Rami Hamed Mm. uh, when it comes to striking. I've learned so much from him. And and Roger Kroll, you know, is another amazing striking coach that I've worked with. And he's working with me now on, on, you know, for this fight preparation. Um, So I've been, you know, Involved with martial arts, you know, for kind of my fitness um, and just own edification for years. But, um, you know, definitely have gotten serious this past year because it's been about a year since I made the decision to fight and my preparations and, and the type of training that I was doing.
0: So, before you were an agent and you started dealing with fighters, was there something that prompted you to, to like martial arts? Was it one fighter or a particular moment?
1: there's <laughs> a couple of things because it's, it's going to be kind of cheesy one like what marine doesn't like to fight right uh-huh, so uh-huh. as a young marine you know, you know we had this saying give us a mission any mission well for me it was give me a fight any fight i just want i want to get out there and and you know mix it up and have fun and and so i've, I've had that fighting mentality for a long time um I think, honestly, Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, <laughs> yeah. Bloodsport and, and Kickboxer, these are two films that definitely got me interested. Bruce Lee, of course, mm. you know, and all the Bruce Lee films. Um, in terms of fights, man, like, I- I'm old school. I remember sitting around and, you know, being a fan of all the Pride fights. And then even after that, uh, The Ultimate Fighter, when, when you know, Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bonner fought, man, like, Literally, people were calling me like, "Oh, dude, you got to turn this on." And, like Dana and Lorenzo told that story where people were calling each other. You know, it's true, man. Like I, back then, people didn't have like there wasn't instant messaging. It was just like you know you had a pager and you had like this big ass cell phone, mm-hmm. uh, or you had a house phone. And so like we were all calling each other like, "Oh my god, you got to turn this on! It's amazing! It's incredible!" That fight had me hooked. You know, that was I've always been into martial arts, but that fight had me hooked into it.
0: So of course, and thank you for your service. Uh, of course, you were part of. You are a marine, and we all know how difficult being a marine is. The the physical challenges that go into this. So, where would you rank what you're going through right now with this fight camp compared to what you went through as
1: a marine? Different. Um, what I think has been great about this is it's taken me back to that time in, in my life as a young Marine where I had to be broken down and built back up in, you know the, the, the shape of a Marine and so I had to be broken down to be reborn as someone who can go on and fight um, and I think it's important throughout life like you know you accomplish a lot of things throughout your life and I've been fortunate you know I I've done a lot and and, and accomplished quite a bit. And I think sometimes you begin to get comfortable and complacent because Mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. And it takes a a, a real challenge, something where you are are pushed to your absolute breaking point to remind you to be hungry, Mm -hmm. you know, to always fight. And uh, so for me, you know, getting broken down and built back up has been a great reminder about the importance of unwavering tenacity and hunger in your uh, pursuit of your life and your goals and your happiness.
0: So you you finished the camp in Alabama. You're still training. I mean, you still got a couple of days here until your fight. Oh, yeah. So, but you're you're oh, training yeah, with, with Roger Craw at, AT with the ATT Sunrise or, or or just on your own.
1: Yeah, I've been at uh, ATT Sunrise over at, at Fight Sports Deerfield Beach with Jay Z. But, man, the best training I do is is in my garage, uh, which, you know, Jay-Z will come to the house. Uh, mm-hmm. Every once in a while, Roger will come. But, man, I've got Rami Hamed and, and Rami is a problem as a striker. <laughs> yeah. He is one of the – he just trained with, with Wonderboy when we were up at camp, and Wonderboy was like, wow, you you got to come train with me, bro. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. Like, Rami's on that level, like the two best strikers out there. I think are Rami Hamed and, and, and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Like and that I put Wonderboy into the UFC. So I, I'm I'm well versed in what his capabilities are. But I live with Rami and you know, I see what he's capable of and it's amazing and he's become even better uh, than he's ever been on the ground. He's been working with Charles Rosa, Charles McCarthy, uh, and, and really showing up his ground game. So, you know, I, I get to train with him every day and it's awesome. And plus he's a great coach.
0: No, that's quite amazing that you're 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 lucky enough to surround yourself with such savages. I I, I saw one clip where where Yuli Monster was competed for Titan of C and is also fighting for bare knuckle fighting. That he just come on, push it. That's, and that's so awesome to have that camaraderie. Now. Is this a one fight deal? I mean, this is it just one fight that you're one doing. Time, bro. That's yeah, it. No one more. <laughs>
1: I'm doing it to check the box and to raise awareness about PTSD and veteran suicide, and try to raise some money for a hero. After
0: that, I'm going to go eat some pancakes. <laughs> now, here's here's the thing that, I, that that really has me bamboozled here. So you have a fight on Saturday the 21st, but you're still the COO of Titan FC. So you got to deal with a fight card the next day. And, and, and I've seen you in the back. I, I've seen you sometimes with, with the issues that some fighters have or that the commission have. So your mind, you're focused on your fight, but you also have a fight card the next day. How are you battling that? that, that that's an issue in itself.
1: Well, you know our team. We've got mm-hmm. a great team. And I'm just relying on them more than I've done in the past. Uh, but I'm comfortable doing that because I know that they're you know very competent and they'll get the job done so you know and also my reality is different than any other fighters right like yeah i'm 49 years old i'm doing this for the first time but i'm also an executive at the end of the day fighting is not how i'm gonna make my money to take Mm -hmm. care of my family right Mm -hmm. titan is and the other things that i do uh for um the mma you know business side of things that's how i make my money Mm -hmm. not 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 going out and fighting. I mean, I'm donating my entire purse, right? So, like, it's great to be able to do it, and, I, and ideally I would have been able to, to fight and have that fight week experience right. totally in isolation, but it's just not my reality. The UFC calls and said, Lex, we want you to do a, a Titan fight the same weekend that you want to fight. You know, they've been amazing partners to me. I'm not going to tell them no. I'm just going to tell them, yeah, man, let's make it happen. So, you know, that's what we're doing. And, um, you know, I talked to my coaches to make sure they were okay. And they kind of reiterated to me, you know, your reality is just different. And you know, you've got a great team, you'll be fine. So I I think it's going to be a bonus to be honest, because, you know, I've been to fight week with so many different fighters for the past 12 years and like all over the world. And, the one thing about it is you check in on, you know, say for the UFC, you check in on Tuesday, mm-hmm. you don't fight till Saturday, man, you, you know, the most time you're sitting around, the fighters are sitting around just thinking about, I got to go fight. Mm-hmm. For me, like, I won't have as much of that because <laughs> I'll be focused on, you know, running a media day, running a open workout, you know, weighing participating in a weigh in, doing my training at night you know, going to meet the, the president of the Dominican Republic, going to meet the minister of sports, you know, the ambassador, like, you know, i got to do all of those things that are kind of part of my job as Titan. I still got to do them, but they so I think they're just going to keep my mind off of what I have to go in and do on Saturday, November 21st, which is fight. You know, hopefully like by the time it's time to go fight, man, I'll be like, Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> cool. let's, let's warm up and get after it. Then I'll go fight. And then, then, you know, I'll, I'll go uh, relax that night. And the next morning, get up and go do it again. No, you know, but, but this time, you know, we'll I'll we'll be promoted.
0: But it, it doesn't stop for you then, Lex. Because then in December, December 18, you got another fight card here in Miami. Oh
1: yeah, we got a great team, bro. Like we just keep rolling. You know? like, everybody else is shut down with COVID, we just kept fighting, man.
0: You yeah, know? yeah, and it's it, it's it's crazy to think, but you know, the, the first time we came back. I realized that other than the UFC, we were the only other promotion or or sporting event for the matter that had put something... Second yeah.
1: league in the world.
0: Yes, in the um, world. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> you know? And, you know, it's not a small accomplishment, man. It's really not. Like, we
1: had to... I mean, you know, get, that first night back, we were in a gym, right? <laughs> right, I mean, right. You know, I mean, yeah. thankful that MMA Masters was, you know, a good partner to us and right. and let us use the facility because nothing else was available, man. right, right. And, and but it was hot as hell. It was brutal. Like it, you know, didn't look like a normal type of show. I mean, there was a lot of things that we got back to work. That's what was important, and then we began to figure it out from there. You know. um, and, and you know, continue to put on good shows. But man, we've put on you know pretty much a show a month throughout the balance of the year since that fight in May, and you know we're right on track. We won't have lost any shows because of COVID. Yeah, it's been consistent
0: know? ever since. Only October that we were off, so you were able yeah. to give an, a platform. And the only inspire. reason we
1: were off in October is because I wanted to make sure I had time to dedicate to my training camp. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and 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 again, you Titan FC. You and Jeff were, were the only stage they were giving an opportunity to fighters, other than the UFC, of course, because Bellator came way later too. So yeah, everybody were, did.
1: Everybody did. Yeah,
0: and, and it was. And there's, there's leagues that still aren't back. Yeah, yeah. PFL has is not around. Uh, Combat is not around. Uh, so it's quite amazing, and obviously, of course, along with the UFC. But you have set Titan FC has stepped uh, set up a... a, a, a I want to say like a like a platform or a way for basically these promotions to follow through during corona uh, that was difficult. We were all trying to figure things out. What can be done? Um, So you definitely set the the stage up for that. So here we go, Justin. Are you the type of fighter now? I'm not talking to the CEO, but are you the type of fighter that you sit down and watch some footage and study him? Or do you leave that for your coaches to tell you, hey, this is what he does?
1: I have watched footage, but not a lot. Hmm. Um, I really... I got a lot of shit that I got to worry about. I can't be worrying about what Justin Thornton is going to do. I got to be worried about what I'm going to do. So have we done some intel? Yeah. You know, of course, like I'm a Marine Mm -hmm. man. Like, do you (laughs) think I'm going to go in and not go into a fight without some reconnaissance? Right. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Of course I've got reconnaissance, but I've got a team that's doing it, you know, and and they're telling me what I need to focus on. I'm not really worried about what, you know, doing it myself. I I let them tell me what I need to work on after their review, and you know, and we take it from there. And I feel good. Like I listen. The guy's been fighting for a long time. He's been fighting the same way for a long time. And uh, you know, I'm prepared to deal with what he does uh, pretty routinely. I'm prepared for that. If he mixes it up and says, you know what, I'm going to beat this old dude's ass. I'm going to you know be a different fighter than I've ever been. Okay, great. I'm ready for that too. So you know i mean it's it's going to be a good night. We've worked hard, man. I'm excited to showcase the work that we've done, and um I'm also excited to get to the point where I can go have a
0: <laughs> panky yeah <laughs> and it has been pretty much respectable for them for the most part, right There hasn't been any trash talking on uh on both of your ends no
1: i I, I haven't even seen the people out out of him online anywhere. The only you know thing I would say in terms of you know trash talking it's just been a cautionary word to him which is you know what justin i I hope you're training hard i hope to see the best version of you come november 21st because if you take me for granted or take me lightly you're gonna get knocked out like you're gonna get your ass beat for it by a 49 year old man so it's really just telling him to prepare and be ready and not to take me lightly um you know the best justin thornton shows up hey man we're gonna get it on Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, and he you, takes me for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not as good as I once was, but once I'm as good as I ever was, right? And, and I think that applies to me.
0: And, and you've 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 met Justin, or you've come across him in person, or never? Nope, never. First nope. time, first time ever. First time. Wow, yep. that's gonna be quite exciting. When we
1: when we, when we face off at, at media day, <laughs> that, is, that will be the first time that I will to know who Justin
0: Thornton is. <laughs> well, you never know with these guys. Sometimes they might come and they might trash, you know, talk a little trash just to get in the whole mental he thing. It, yeah. you know, and, you know, if he does, so be
1: it, you know, but uh, he, he hasn't at all that I've seen.
0: So, uh, any any veterans that, that, that are going to be there in person watching you in action uh, at the Dominican Republic?
1: You know, w- there's going to be some folks that are significant to what we do um, that will be present and you know, uh, I'm doing this for them and for, uh, you know, all veterans. So, you know, hopefully they enjoy it and, and have a good time. And, uh, you know, I don't embarrass uh, myself. <laughs> you
0: <laughs> yeah, will they, they get a chance to really go out there and, and see a good fight. Listen, whether you win or lose, whether you get, whether you listen 10 seconds, whatever the hell it is, there's a lot of courage that goes inside that cage. And no matter what the age uh, what I, whatever age you are, not anyone can do what you're about to do, um, and, and leading up to that fight. So, no matter what, I think you and I think the world has won because they're seeing a, a great story unfold right in front of our very own eyes. Especially during these times, that we need an uplifting story like this. I mean, hell yeah! I, I hope we don't make me nervous, Lex. I'm gonna be watching here from home Um, because I got a child here, a newborn, but I'm going to have my, uh, you know, I don't want to over drink my tequila bottle here, Uh, but it'll be great if you knock the hell out of him in 10 seconds. That'll be wonderful. You know, I I, I, I can see. You know, (laughs) what's
1: interesting is, like, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be upset if that happens, but I think for this experience to really come full circle, I've got to have a tough fight. Like, I've got to be battered and Mm bloodied, and I've got to, Fight through that, like that's what is really fired me up is to be able to have that experience. I'm going to take whatever happens, you know. Listen, if I get the quick finish, great, you know. I, so be it. That's awesome. Um, but when I have in my mind's eye the ideal fight, it's one that's back and forth, one that has both of us bloody, and then has me finishing him, you know, in the, the middle of the second or early third of third round. You know, that to me is the fight that I I have in my mind, one that's back and forth, one where we take the full measure of one another. And, you know, ultimately I prevail, but not after a lot of uh, a lot of action.
0: You're talking to Stephen Bonner and uh, and a Forrest Griffin is what you want.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: And again, uh so many, of course, you're doing... Although it, I don't think I've got the gas for that. Ever, so <laughs> something a
1: little bit easier than that. My gas is good, but I don't
0: think it's that good. <laughs> uh, but again, you're doing something great. You're doing something awesome, of course, for a vet's PTSD. But you know what? Not just veterans. During these times, so many people, unfortunately, have committed suicide because of the current circumstances, whether it be financial or COVID or et cetera um so you're definitely doing something great i know it's going to go a long way uh and you're definitely going to set a precedent there uh for individuals in their 40s that hey if you can make anything happen and i can't compare you to him but look at mike tyson he's about to fight he's already in his in his 50s right you never say yeah. never when uh when no, it comes stage. Like, i'm
1: happy to see mike do it man because i never you know as a kid watching him. so mm-hmm. it's awesome to see him you know, still it a shot
0: Well, Alex, I want to thank you for your time, and I don't want to take too much here. I know you got to focus on your your fight camp and the three fight cards you got coming up, and we'll talk Titan FC some other day. I know you're focused uh, on your fight here, but again, December uh, November twenty first, the twenty second, Saturday and Sunday back to back, and then on the eighteenth, you got Titan FC here in Miami. And and in Miami, are we gonna allow fans uh, at that show?
1: You know, we'll see. I'm hopeful that we do because um, bare knuckle uh FC is this weekend right. um uh, and they're in the same venue mm-hmm. that we'll be in, which is the hotel that uh the Intercontinental Hotel in Miami, mm-hmm. where we've done our, our events since June. Um it Bare knuckle has fans. Mm-hmm. If it goes well for them and and you know I, I just want to see I mean, listen, I want to make the revenue right, for sure. Like, I want to get the fans back in. It's a different environment when fans are there. Obviously, we make more money when that's happening. Um, but I, there's a lot that goes into putting on a sporting event during the the pandemic reality. And I want to see how fans are handled in that venue during the pandemic with with the safety precautions and what the experience is like for those fans. So I don't want to commit to it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the bare-knuckle fights on Friday night. Mm-hmm. I'll see what they do. And then from there, we'll make a decision. I'll talk to my partner and,
0: and he and I'll figure out what, what we're going to do. Then we'll we'll execute from there. Great, great. I plan on seeing you there. That's my plan too. We're going to see some great fighters, some former Titan FC fighters to compete. They're looking forward to that action. And, uh, you know, for the first time, uh, uh, Lex, uh, on a fight night, not only will you be sporting a uh, a super, you might be sporting a black eye. Yeah, it's
1: possible. man. <laughs> it is possible. That's all right, man. I'll wear it with pride if
0: it happens. <laughs> Shiner, I don't know about you, but my wife loves when I get black eyes. I don't know. It must be a, a woman thing. It makes it. It's like it's like oh yeah, great. Lex, thanks so much for your time and, and great stuff what you're doing. Good luck on uh, the twenty first. And of course, on the upcoming events, and look forward again uh, being part of the Titan family. And uh, in December, down here, when we get back to action in Miami.
1: All right, my friend. Thank you, and I appreciate you.
0: Thanks again, Lex. Good luck. We'll be watching here from uh, from South Florida. And uh, looking forward to the next event, December 18th. I know that, of course, aside from him fighting on the 21st, he has to now play the role of COO on the 22nd because Titan FC will host an event. So quite amazing stuff that's taking place this weekend in the Dominican Republic. But also morph action coming from the world of mixed martial arts. UFC 255 pay-per-view will be taking place this weekend. Davison Figueiredo will be putting up his title against Alex Perez for the flyweight title. And Valentina Shevchenko will go up against Jennifer uh, Mana at uh, the flyweight for the flyweight title. And, uh, you know, D- Davison should really take this fight. He's uh, he's shown that he has... Uh, he, he looks sharp. You know, the guy looks very sharp in this division. Um usually in this division at one point it was Demetrius Johnson who held the thorn for quite some time and uh, followed by Henry Cejudo. and I think the Davison Figueiredo is that guy to hold the thorn uh the thorn thorn for the flyweight weight division. I, I don't see Alex Perez. I, I it'll be a challenge. Um I just don't see we could perhaps see this going the distance. Uh a very back and back and forth fight as as your typical flyweight match or fight for that matter. But I really see Davison figured it out taking this one uh without a doubt. And then Valentina versus Jennifer Maya. Valentina is is, is, is a killer. You know, she's a killer in the flyweight title, uh fly in the flyweight division. There's no doubt that she will come up the victor in this one and looking forward to her uh in action again although she has gotten said that listen people might think that this is an easy opponent but you have to now just challenge yourself to make yourself better than what it is also on the fight card is mike perry versus tim means you know mike mike last time had his girlfriend uh, on his uh corner <laughs> you know and 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 he won let's see what uh what shenanigans mr mike perry comes up with i know sometimes he could be a little bit of a loose cannon but. Uh he will be going up and at it one more time. There, Mike Perry in action. Also, the legendary Mauricio Shogun will be in action against Paul Bear Jew Craig uh, in that fight card. Now, that's the pay-per-view fight card that is, not the undercard, the preliminaries. And then also Caitlin Shugajin versus Cynthia Calvillo will round up the entire fight card for this weekend. And if you haven't done so, head on over right now to your favorite streaming. Service and listen to ACDC's new album, Power Up. It's quite amazing stuff. Uh, the, they get the band back in action. And looking forward to perhaps one day soon seeing these guys on the road. Last time the ACDC was uh, traveling, they had uh, Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses step in since their main singer uh, had an issue uh, with a hearing. But he's back. He's ready to go. And he was a part of this new album, Power Up. So make sure that you check that out. Some great new music just in time for the holidays. With that being said, we'll catch you next week. We're here on The Roman Show. Uh, Make sure that you head on over to our socials. That's Roman Show Media on Instagram and Facebook. And The Roman Show on Twitter. And we have some fresh new interviews available on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. We got Luis Babun Palomino, the bare knuckle champion. Alan Arizano uh, as well, a uh, local Miami fighter who is speaking about bare knuckle in the future. Well, that's it. We'll catch you next week. We're here on The Roman Show. If you haven't heard, you haven't heard. If you haven't on, you haven't heard. Catch you next week, guys. <laughs>